the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am very unfortunately back in Newcastle-upon-Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today is uh, September the 15th, Thursday, I think. Yes, Thursday, just checked with myself. Uh, Tomorrow's games, Friday, September the 16th, we are here to handicap a full slate of all 15. Um, you'll have to forgive me. Um, I don't know whether I'm coming or going still. Uh, what I do know, um, one constant here on the SGPN is the machine, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to have you back, Malcolm. I see you uh, made it back home in one piece. I don't know if you, you, you didn't make it to Vegas in I guess we can say in one piece, but that's a story for maybe another time. Or you already told the story, but we've had the story once. (laughs) Yeah. Glad to have you back. Yeah. We've been grinding along in combination of myself, Malcolm, or sorry, Dylan and Noah. So um, yeah, uh, it's been a pretty good week of uh, at least winning bets. So hopefully we can carry that to close out the week. Excellent. And we have a third wheel tonight and that is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Oh, he's he on, yeah, he's gone already. He's you're on mute already. I hate Yeah. I, I don't know why Two I minutes. started doing that like every podcast now, but Two uh, minutes and eleven seconds. What's going on? Record. I'm glad you're back. Um and now we get all this stuff happening again with me. But I wanted this kind of started off with today's Roberto Clemente Day. So it's it's a very cool, very nice day in the MLB. He's one of the uh, he was a great player on the field and even better in the Pittsburgh community, community off the field. So uh, day is just a little bit special to me and a, a lot of people in the MLB. So uh, glad I got to jump on the podcast for this day. So, Malcolm, uh, you're back from Vegas. What yes. happened on the way back or what happened out there? <laughs> um, my journey back was incredibly uneventful which I was quite pleased about in hindsight after the very eventful nature of my journey out. I did see um, the three Danish kids in the airport um, who saved my life on Wednesday night. They, um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know. I couldn't make eye contact with them. They give me a lift from a five-hour drive and I gave them a loser as as payment. Um, They looked absolutely broken. They looked ruined, the three of them, Um, which is the idea, I suppose. Um, but yeah, nothing much to report. I had a lovely time, uh, put a few faces to a few names, had a lovely, great dinner, one of the best dinners I've ever had um, at a sushi samba restaurant um, with Sean and Ryan and Chuck, um, Sean's brother. And yeah, d- do you know what? I, people have been asking me, what did you do? I didn't do anything. I genuinely went 200 yards in either direction out of the hotel. I, I could have done that here. I watched the telly. Although massive tellies, I watched massive tellies, drank beer, and went to the sports book. Hey, Just pretty like much, fun. yeah, I could have done that from exactly where I'm sitting now. Um, but yeah, I did have a great time. Um, well, picked it, up a few tips from a few shops as well, yeah, and uh, had some beers and lost a few quid. 
if you went 400 yards north or south, then I'd, we'd probably be looking out for you in the desert trying to dig you out of it. So <laughs> glad you only went 200 east and west there, Malcolm. Um, yeah, uh, one of the faces uh, that I put a name to, Dryden is in the chat. Dryden, go Ducks, quack, quack. Um, already giving Noah a little bit of uh, buffoonery in the chat. So, yeah, um, it was really nice to meet a couple of other couple of other of our listeners as well. Hopefully Dryden's going to... Uh, Hopefully, be contributing to uh, to parts of the SGPN soon to put as well. Context into that: Dryden is a diehard Oregon State Beaver fan, <laughs> and Malcolm's hit him with like a couple of go ducks on Twitter already. In the last, Do you know what? Days. I was trying because he said Oregon, and I knew that there was Oregon Ducks. So I was trying to impress him. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be one of the guys, and okay. I said something about the Ducks. And I think this was like the very within say ninety seconds. I said go ducks. He just we just went. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first conversation that we had. Um, so after that, I kind of knew we'd get on after that. So, yeah, I've just been quacking him the rest of the time. So, so I will get bored with... of it, Dryden. I promise you I'll get bored of it. Might take me a few days, but if you just ignore me, I'll go away. That's what happens. That's the key. He, his fifth or sixth words for uh, to you was uh, an explicit. That's pretty impressive. It took yeah, me a little yeah, while. Yeah. He got his message across, though. I, under- I kind of understood where he was coming from. He cut to the chase. <laughs> so that was that. Um, yeah, I enjoyed MLB. Do you know the one difference? Well, sorry, there's two differences about MLB fandom and watching over there. One was day baseball, yeah. um, which I never, ever, ever see. On that very first morning, Moon, after when I messaged you and said, does this National Cards game start in seven hours? And you said, no, it starts in 45 minutes. <laughs> that made me laugh. And I quickly had to throw a pair of pants on and leg it to the sports book. Um, but then just the, um, they had the MLB channel over there. Um, and just the... You know, you've always got the TV on in the background, just general background noise. I have Sky Sports News on here where they talk about whatever's going on. And just that general being immersed in it, you just pick up so much stuff about what had happened the night before, um, various storylines, various narrative stats, different different kinds of angles. In And just watching that and being immersed in it gave me a whole new kind of angle on how, how you consume baseball. And I don't know if I can get pick that channel up over here because it's something... Um, that I would just add, highly recommend it. I love yeah. that channel. You just soak it in. Like I say, by the time you, um, I'm just sort of making notes or I'm, I'm checking Twitter or you know, say jumping out of the shower. It's just that background noise and you're just soaking it all in and you generally pick up sort of little nuggets rather than me having to do it nine o'clock in the morning my time going and searching for everything. Yeah. A lot of that news was coming to me. So when yeah, I'm away I enjoyed at school, that. I stream it. I don't have cable. So I might be able to send you the link that I Ooh. use for that, uh, I mean, website and see if you could watch yeah. it. Because my favorite show is MLB Central, and it comes on at nine in the morning here, so that would be two in the afternoon for you. Yeah. So you would have it's a three-hour show. It would actually go two to five your time. So. Yeah, that and then quick pitch was absolutely brilliant, just yes. for me getting all the everything I needed to know uh, immediately. So yeah, it's been a fun weekend of uh, of baseball. There's been lots going on. The races are heating up. Uh, we had some live games this afternoon. I think I still had a little bit of Vegas spin because we put our 
graphic out before, and I had the Cleveland Guardians as my dog, even though I bet the Chicago White Sox. So I bet one thing, they just said the other thing to you. So um, I parlayed the White Sox with the under in the football tonight uh, in the Chiefs game. So I'll wake up to a winner, hopefully, in the morning. So, yeah, I'm sure we can talk about things that have happened in my absence as we get to the games, because uh, we do have 15... Um, games to get to. Is this show number 200, Moonaf? Have I imagined that? Oh, uh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. Yeah. <laughs> episode number 200. Um, a little more grayer than we started with episode one is my head, just as because of Malcolm and all his uh, <laughs> things that I've had to deal with with him for 200 episodes now. But no, uh, yeah, another milestone for us. It's It's been a great journey looking to Another hundred episodes, another hopefully a thousand episodes. If the bosses want to keep us around, it's it's been a great journey with you, Malcolm, last season. Then we added Noah and Dylan this season. We've had a great amount of guests uh, on the MLB, from Ariel Epstein to Minty to the Consig. Uh, it's just been great. So uh, here's to a hundred more. It only seems, Moon, I've honestly about two weeks ago that we did the one hundredth show. It really the does. Doesn't it yeah. like the Consig? I met the Consig out in Vegas. He came in there. I told him my travel story about coming out. He really enjoyed that because I know he's he's a man who likes his story. So he enjoyed my traveling story. So that was a pleasure to meet Dave as well. But yeah, that's absolutely flown by that this second 100. Um, but yeah, but that's the nature of an MLB season, I suppose. Um, let's get stuck into tomorrow's games. There is one afternoon game, which is a 2.20 Eastern first pitch. It is the Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs, where Herman Marquez will go for Colorado and Marcus Stroman draws the start for the Cubs. Uh, lines are... Let me sort my screen out. Uh, oh, I'm, I haven't got any lines. Do, we, do you boys have lines? Is it, is it, um, well, I'm using a new, a new screen tonight, and there's four a, games off lines. the board, but is, is this a Chicago Cubs... Uh, situation. We're waiting for the weather, Moon off. Um, Yeah, it's the weather, but I do see money lines. Uh, I see the Rockies are plus 115 on the money line, and then the Chicago Cubs are minus 135. But no totals yet, uh, obviously just because it is in Chicago and it's a Friday afternoon game. Yeah, um, yeah actually, I've got the Cubs written down as my pick at minus 130, so the lines must have been up earlier on, have since disappeared. But Moon, if you can lead us off with this handicap. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned, Herman Marquez on the mound for the uh, Colorado Rockies on the season eight and ten with a five point two five ERA. Uh, last five games, he's um, struggled a little bit. Despite being two and one, he has an ERA of six. Uh, he's allowed twenty earned runs and in thirty innings pitched. Last start was atrocious for him against the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. Uh, he went four innings. And allowed nine earned runs to the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's allowed at least two walks in his in three straight starts. He's allowed two home runs each over his last two starts. Um, on the road, he has been better where he is six and five with a 3.58 ERA. But he did have a start earlier this year against the Chicago Cubs where he went uh, four and a third inning and allowed four earned runs to the Chicago Cubs. I kind of went back and looked at Herman Marquez's history against the Chicago Cubs, and kind of what I found uh, over his last six games against the Cubs, we've seen combined runs scored of 16, 17, 11, 11, and 23. So you know, whether it's at Coors Field or at Wrigley Field, um, he, he their runs are being put up in his starts. Uh, we talked about Marcus Stroman a lot on the show throughout the season, a pitcher that we want to back 
when he's on the road, but at home this season, 0-5 with a 7.11 ERA. Has been better over his last two starts, or sorry, his last five starts, where he's 0-2 with a 3.77 ERA, but he did struggle against Colorado earlier this season. In four innings, he allowed five earned runs. So I really couldn't come down to a side here. Um, I am seeing the wind is going to be blowing out to left field about eight to nine miles an hour. I think this is going to be another game where we do see runs being put up. So wherever that number comes out, if it's at nine and a half, uh, ten, I, I do like the over. I, I think we see plenty of runs being scored in this game. Uh, Noah, we'll move this on to you. So an interesting handicap. I saw it from uh, – I want to I want to get the name from the Discord channel, but he's from Chicago. And the Rockies were in Chicago in a two-game series against the White Sox, and they had a day off in Chicago – then now we'll play uh, the Cubs. And typically, like in a city like Chicago on a day off, you can normally get lost in some fun. I like the Cubs in game one here, this series, and I'm going to go look at, see if uh, I can find the name that said that in the Discord channel. So are you claiming that the Colorado Rockies have been on one in Chicago? Is that your handicap? Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of fun on Thursday night. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, it's not like the professional I mean, sports people at all. And it's and it's awful too. It's like your Thursday nights your your night off, and then you have you're the first game of the MLB slate the next day. So yeah, um, I've got the Cubs written down on minus one thirty. Yeah, just for a couple of reasons. I think Stroman struggles at home. Um, more coincided with his struggles generally. I'm not sure it was a whole road thing. I just think he was struggling. And Moon have pointed out that he has been better recently. Um, so with that recency and the Rockies on the road and Marquez in general just aren't very trustworthy. It's just about the limit of the prices. Um, I had it written down a minus 130. Moon have seen a minus 135. And it's around about the limit is what you would back him as. Um, and the Cubs did have, they've just swept the Mets as well. So yeah. um, I think the Cubs have had a day off today. Um, so yeah, they'll be bouncing and be a little bit of momentum to take into this early tomorrow. So they could get this done early, I think, tomorrow. And I'll take the Chicago Cubs. So the name in the Discord channel from Chicago that said that uh, is Meat, Meat Hook 13. So ah, yeah, Meat my, Hooks. That's where my analysis comes from. Meat Hook has been a regular around the Slack channel and the Discords, and I think he's been uh, popped up in a couple of fantasy leagues I've played in as well. So, yeah, um, short mind 7.05 Eastern. First pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami, and Jojo Gray is on the hill for the Washington Nationals. Um, lines for this one. Right. I'm struggling here with these lines, boys. Hang on. What are you looking for? The Miami-Washington game. Yeah, Miami-Washington. Um, I haven't got that on the yeah, board there's either. there's no lines yet. All right, okay. Good. I, I thought I was going <laughs> slightly mad on that one. Um, okay, no, we'll throw this across to you. Miami at Washington. Yeah, Miami, the Marlins, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. And the offensive hot streak of scoring five or more runs – for the Nationals is over. Um, Miami's traveling from Florida up to D.C. here for this game or this series on the weekend. Uh, Miami's Jesus Lazardo takes the mound. He's 3-7 on the year, 381 ERA, 85 strikeouts, 30 walks in 75.2 innings pitch this year. He has a 491 ERA in his last five games and a 258 ERA on the road. Um, going up against this Washington squad, Josiah Gray 
is on the mound, seven and nine with a five oh six ERA, 145 strikeouts, 60 walks, and 131.2 innings pitched. At home, his ERA is 648 on the year, and he just hasn't looked like himself or the previous Josiah Gray that we saw in the first half of the season since the All-Star game. He just has not looked that good. So um, I'm going to be on the Miami money line here. That's my favorite play of the game, but you could also talk me into the over here as well. Uh, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, Josiah Gray has been one of those pitchers that we've talked about uh, a lot about his splits, right? At home at Nationals Park, two and seven with a six point five one ERA. Uh, he has struggled over his last two starts, but they were against better offenses, which were the Cardinals. He gave a four earned runs and three and a third, then six runs to the New York Mets um, in New York. Um, I I, I, I want to look at the WRC plus numbers here for. Um, left-handed pitch or uh, for the Nationals against left-handed pitching here, and like Noah mentioned there, that that run of you know of, of scoring five plus runs or even you know putting the runs up has kind of slowed down for them and kind of regressed here. Washington against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, number twenty-three in WRC plus. Um, they're striking out team strikeout percentage about twenty point one. So I think this is a good spot here for the Miami Marlins. Cy Gray has also struggled against the Miami Marlins this season. Zero and two with a five point two four ERA, uh, thirteen earned runs allowed in twenty two innings pitched. Um, and in both of those games this season, the Miami Marlins ended up scoring. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he's actually faced him four times this season, where he's zero and two, five point two four ERA. So he's allowed at least three earned runs and and the full starts uh marlin's money line here for me as well probably look at their team total here as well malcolm yeah i just had to have a quick check on um josiah agrees uh game log i think he was one of the bets i won last week i think um by friday i was doing okay and then over the weekend it went downhill fairly rapidly but i got josiah agree and i just remembered that they'd beaten the nationals i assumed he had a good performance and actually he didn't go that well but um Somehow the uh, Nationals put up 11 runs. They uh, won that game 11 to 6. I had this down as the under just because the how weak the two offences have been. Like you say, Noah's um, pointed out that the Washington had that little purple patch of scoring five or more runs. That's dried up a little bit. Um, and you know, Miami, if they, if they score two runs a week or if they have one night a week where they score some runs, that's pretty much it. Um the total, we haven't got any lines on this one. I mean, this will come... I haven't seen a Marlins game that's over seven and a half, so it'll be maximum seven and a half, I would have thought. Um, but I can see this I can see this dipping under. Well, it's not a strong lean. I just don't trust either offence to put any runs up on the board. And Lizardo's capable, and I do like uh, Josiah Gray as well. 7-0-7 uh, first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a game that is off the board, so we can maybe have to skip through this one. Um, Jordan Lyles is the pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. And is it is his name Matt Hatch for Toronto? Thomas. What's his? Thomas, Thomas. Hatch. Um, who I've just seen, the moon I've just alerted to me that Thomas Hatch was pitching uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I've got, I've got no line, lines on this at all. Even Jordan Lyles was a... Um, he only came on the board a couple of hours ago. Originally, they had Austin Voth going, who pitched one in in last night. So I'm not really sure um, what's going on there. Jordan Lyles is 10 and 10 on the season. Um, 462 ERA, 156 innings, 124 strikeouts. He got absolutely lit up by Boston 
Uh, last time he gave up eight earned runs in three and two thirds pitched. Uh, generally, he's got a 5.38 road ERA and he's really struggling for consistency lately. He's all over the place, is Lyles. Um, I don't know if Hatch is someone that maybe Noah, who's our rookie um, pitcher expert, knows anything about he's frantically shaking his head at me so I won't pursue uh, <laughs> I, I won't pursue that course of question anything on there yep. right now he he has three years on his record and it only totals to 21 games and this is going to be his second appearance of the season so I don't really know much about him um I do think that Baltimore have kind of fallen just starting to fall away I think they might have a poor end of the season now I think they've used up a lot of energy getting into a competitive position really outperformed what they were going to do and I think they might just go over the cliff Baltimore could be a fade for me between now and the end of the season don't know what price Toronto will be tomorrow um, so yeah with no lines I've got no other leans other than I'm not hugely keen on either Baltimore or Lyles uh, Moon after anything to add on this one I'll add this, uh, Thomas Hatch, or is it Thomas Tuchel that's pitching, Malcolm? Thomas Tuchel, well, he's got nothing else to do. Yeah, he's okay. been sacked, Just, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he did have one start earlier this year for the Blue Jays against the Tampa Bay Rays. He went four and two-thirds innings. Malcolm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How many earned runs do you think he gave up in four and two-thirds innings? Twelve. Ten. Ooh, not 10 bad. earned runs and 12. He did give up 12 hits, so you hit that one on the nail there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're just going to bring them back up, maybe be a spot start or something like that, but no other information. Um, and also, Noah, have you anything to add on this one? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't know he had faced Tampa Bay earlier this year and given up 10 runs. So, I don't know. I just think Baltimore might be able to scratch this one across. Who knows? Okay, um, the lines that we are fetching out for you are coming from our headline sponsor at WinBet. Uh, now is the perfect time to join WinBet. And new customers get $100. Um, bet 100, get a $100 free bet. The WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. Click on the game you like, select, build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay. Go to choose from, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-247-00. The Elias Sports Bureau as well, fantastic uh, new facility for us to use here. Uh, the NFL season is underway and the Elias Game Plan app is the place where you'll get all your stats uh, that you need on NFL as well as NBA, MLB, etc. Um, you'll know the Elias Sports Bureau, who are the official statisticians of US Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. The app gives you player news, um, expert game analysis to help you set your fantasy lineups, things like that. And then you get all the uh, player injuries, impact reports, loads of different things. Um, so for the NFL season and the Elias Game Plan app, you need to download. It is E-L-I-A-S is the spelling there. Um, you'll get a 14-day free trial of a monthly subscription only if you use our promo code SGPN. So find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Store and use our promo code. SGPN and finally Fubo TV. Um, if you watch football, you do need Fubo TV. Uh, complete coverage of all college and and pro football 
along with NFL Red Zone. Games are in 4K. Uh, you get over 100 channels of live sport for a fraction of the price of cable. And there's no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days. Get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Next up is the New York Mets at at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch where Mitch Keller will go for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And Taiwan Walker is on the bump for the New York Mets. Lines are the Mets minus 260, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates plus 237. Totally ever set at 7.5. Um, Mitch Keller, 5 and 10 on the season, 4 or 1 ERA, 137 innings, 115 strikeouts. Taiwan Walker is 11 and 4 on the year with a 348 ERA, 134 and two thirds with 106 strikeouts. Um, Keller's been pitching well, uh, say it quietly. He's only given up two earned runs in his last 19 innings, including six scoreless against the Mets, um, tomorrow's opponents, on the 6th of September. Um, overall, he's got a 4 or 9 uh, road ERA, which isn't horrible. Um, Taiwan Walker has been okay. He's been a little bit better than average, and the... Pretty representative. His line that I gave you out there, that 348 ERA, um, is pretty representative of what you get from, from Taiwan Walker. He's given up a 370 in his last five, 364 at home. He played in that same game against Mitch Keller on September 6th. Gave up four earned runs in that game. Um, over five innings, it was a game that Pittsburgh won relatively comfortably. I just think at this point in time, having been swept by the Cubs... And maybe the nerves are getting to New York a little bit. You can't, I don't think, sensibly put any money behind the Mets in this position. Um, the Pirates have won four in a row. Uh, New York Mets, a little bit twitchy. I'm going to take the Pirates here at a big price. Give me the two plus 237 on Pittsburgh. No, are they your boys? Are you co-signing this one? Yeah, I'm co-signing it all the way. Today, they were my dog. I think the way I'm going to handle this is, as the sky seems to be falling over there in Mets land, um, every price here with the Pirates is going to open up at plus 200. It's pretty much going to be the same kind of strategy that I've had in Toronto series when they're just a little bit overpriced against some of these big dogs. I'm going to put like a half unit on each game. Hopefully, the Pirates can steal one and make a profit in the three games. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you doing that when Kansas City went to Toronto earlier in the season and came out well ahead. Uh, Munaf, is it a team ride on the big dog? You kind of have to, right? I mean, the Mets are just absolutely struggling right now, and it's 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 crazy to see how bad it's been for them. I mean, you, there's no way right now where you can put money on the Mets right now after getting swept by the Cubs, I mean, God, that, that just kind of speaks volumes to me. But you, you nailed it that Mitch Keller has been really good over his last five starts. He had a great outing against the Mets, and Taiwan Walker had struggled against the Pirates as well earlier this year. So um, I, the only direction I could put money uh, is on the big dog price here. I think there's value there. This is going to be super ironic, but let's hit it. There you go. Team ride. Uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard the trumpets 
the trumpets for a week or so. Uh, Captain Insano is in the chat. Uh, good evening. Aye, aye, Captain. Um, pointing out that we're going to uh, ride the uh, the underdogs this month. We, me and Moonaf did really well, actually. For the first time, Moonaf, just last week, I spotted AJ Alexi. It must be a September thing, because he was our yeah. guy last September. Um, mm-hmm. And I spotted his name in a box score only about two or three days ago. So He I'm was a reliever, got sent down after that appearance, though. Oh, did he? Yeah, I was. I was. I forgot about telling you or tagging you on that tweet. That's my yeah. Fault. Oh, he'll be back. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> me and Captain Insano are currently embroiled in a titanic struggle in the fantasy Dgens League semi-final. It's really yeah, tight at the I'm minute. Up. I'm I'm up eight to nothing. Um, so hopefully I can maintain that lead and keep Captain Insano at arm's length uh, oh, between now and Sunday. Be your MVP. <laughs> Sorry. Bo Bichette's going to be your MVP. Bo Bichette has picked a very, very good time to start hitting <laughs> it over the fence every time he's up to bat. So, yeah, um, and stealing base as well. I'm delighted with all everything. Uh, go with the flow. I'm all for it. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Boston Red Sox, where Jonathan Heasley draws the start for the Kansas City Royals. And Michael Waka Waka goes for Boston. Lines are Kansas City plus 152, Boston minus 165. Total here is at eight and a half. I've hang on, I've got the wrong right. I've got Kansas. Sorry, boys, this will be here. I've got Kansas City yeah. against the Minnesota Twins here on my that's today, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, okay, they're in, they're in Boston tomorrow. Royals yeah, are, they are right. right. Scrub that last ninety second. You, you had City Royals and pl- Waka, right? Plus one, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's definitely easy in Waka. Um, <laughs> I hadn't scrolled down far enough. Is effectively what's happened there. Uh, Kansas City plus one seventy five, Boston minus one ninety five, and the total is at nine and a half. Uh, before I make a fool of myself any further, we'll let Boone have to take this game on. Oh, he's shaking off the rust, uh, coming back from Vegas here <laughs> for Malcolm. Um, <laughs> Let me start with Jonathan Hazley here. They're coming off of the series against uh, the Twins. They're traveling to Boston. Boston has a day off today uh, after getting swept by the Yankees. Um, but you're kind of looking at what Hazley has done this season, and it has not been very good for him. On the season so far, he is 3-8 um, and eight with a 5.51 ERA, a 1.57 whip. Um, on the road so far this year, it's been better for him on the road as far as ERA perspective. One and two with a 4.54 ERA at home. He's 6.43. Uh, but the story I think really here, the handicap for me is how great Michael Walker has been for the, uh, for the Red Sox this season. 11 and one with a 2.69 ERA over his last five games. Four and oh with a 3.34 ERA. Been ever been even better at Fenway Park. Five and one with a 1.79 ERA. He's only allowed nine earned runs and 45 and one thirds innings pitched. The Red Sox have won four of his last five starts, including his last start where they gave it to the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore, where they won that game 17 to four. So um, I think we got to continue fading this Royals team, especially on the road. I did that this week with the Twins um, hosting them. Now they travel to Boston. Boston's offense has turned it around here a little bit. I'm going to put faith in Michael Walker here. Give me the run line for the uh, uh, Red Sox here on that plus price at minus one and a half to take care of business against the uh, Kansas City Royals and Jonathan Hazley. Yeah, I'll jump in there, Moonaf, because I've got the exact same pick. It's actually taken me a little while to come round to Michael Wacker. I kind of wasn't trusting him, although he was putting up good numbers. Um, and I hadn't put 
an awful lot of faith in them. But I think he's done it as uh, enough times for me to to turn that around and, and be able to pick him here tomorrow. And I just think he's as an MLB at the moment. Faded him last week. I think it was against the Tigers. Um, again, another one of my rare daytime winners uh, when I was away. I think the Tigers put me away relatively easy. So, yeah, Boston will do that. I did have this down earlier on at plus 105. Yeah, so there's been a little bit of money on it. It's now got to minus 105. But it's still a decent price. So Boston run line for me, Noah. Yeah, that's going to be the play for, here for me too, guys. It's pretty simple handicap for me is Waka is a much better pitcher than Heasley. Heasley's been one of my favorite, just pretty much auto fades. Um, my question here, I guess, just to add more conversation, Munaf, when does or if does this Boston lineup or team mail it in? Because it seems like they're at a distant, they're trailing by quite a distance behind the Orioles and the Rays for that wild card. And while their offense has shown signs of life, they put up 17 against Baltimore the other day. They also had six runs and a tight loss to the Yankees. But uh, in their last eight games, they also have games with three runs, one run, two runs, zero runs, four and three. So it's like I, I kind of think that maybe that Yankee series was just like a little bit of life or just because it's the rivalry. And then it's really just get to the end of the season type thing. Yeah, I'd probably think maybe – one week before the season ends, probably that last week of September is where I would probably think that you don't want to risk injuries to guys like Bogarts if you're going to end up paying him. Um, uh, Devers, they're going to try to find a contract for him as well. Um, so I think that at least for another two weeks, I think the lineup will still be there. But maybe the week before the season ends, you'll start seeing some of the call-ups and guys, those guys being in the lineup. That's the toughest part about a handicap in these games in September is just we're doing it a day early prior to the lineups being released. So that's what yep. that's one thing I'm very, very nervous about coming down the final stretch of the season, especially with these Dodgers run lines, 100%. Like we talked about at the end of the year last year, or I guess I wasn't on the pod, but the White Sox weren't playing competitive ball uh, yep. at the end of the year, and they still finished as like the two or the three seed, and they played against the Astros. And on paper, their roster lined up sort of with the Astros, but they got ran off the field in like three games because they hadn't played competitive baseball in three weeks. So I'm kind of, I mean, hesitant a lot uh, with the good teams that have kind of locked up positions here at the end of the year because I'll say that because the Dodgers just locked up the NL West two days ago, so. I think you got to keep playing them just because what you just mentioned, like the White Sox probably started sitting a lot of their guys last season and they just didn't have that everyday routine. And now that you're going to, have to then you have to go out and play against the Astros, one of the best teams in the American league, if not the best team in the American league. And you can't do that. I think you got to stay routine and just keep playing your guys every day. So if you're the Dodgers and you have that by the first round by, you don't sit your guys with like a week or two to go. Uh, I think that you probably schedule in days off, but I don't. I wouldn't completely sit them down personally. My my whole thing is just talking about the games a full day early. I'm I'm hesitant to pull the trigger. That's all I'm gonna say for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think we're aware of that, aren't we? we it's often the case to look at lineups, but I do think you, you need to take it player by player as well. I mean, you, there's going to be some older guys you might want a day or two off, and then there'll be some there'll be some 
guys who want to play every day. I mm-hmm. think that's part of the manager's job in that liaison between manager and player. So uh, I'm sure they've thought about it, planned for it. Um, and whatever happens won't be happening by accident. So, yeah, interesting to see. Um you talk about boss and mailing in. They mailed it in for the entire month of May. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't think, I'm not going to put them off uh, going a couple of weeks early towards the end of the season, Muna. Um, okay, 7-10 Eastern first pitches, the Texas Rangers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Martin Perez, left-handed pitcher for Texas. And Corey Kluber will go for the Tampa Bay Rays. See if I can find the right lines here. I'll give you the lines for the game that is we're actually talking about. Uh, Texas are plus 130. Tampa Bay minus 145. Total here is set at seven. Straight back to you, Noah, for this one. So Texas, they're traveling in to Tampa Bay on an off day. Tampa travels from Toronto back to Florida, where they lost three or four against the Blue Jays, and they're two and six in their last eight games against Toronto and the Yankees. After the Toronto series, the uh, the Rays trail the division by seven and a half games, and they've fallen to the third wild card spot with a four game lead over Baltimore. These games against Texas are actually like the easiest games left on their schedule. They need to be winning some of these this weekend. Um, it's going to be tough though, with Martin Perez on the mound on Friday. He's 11 and 6 this year with a 277 ERA, 156 strikeouts, 57 walks in 172 innings pitched. He has a 272 ERA in his last 6 games and a 264 road ERA. For Tampa Bay, Corey Kluber goes, he's 10 and 8 with a 436 ERA, 122 strikeouts, 18 walks, 142.1 innings pitched. He got bombed in his last start for 6 runs in the before the second inning even ended by the Yankees. Does he bounce back? I don't know, and I trust Perez a little bit more than Kluber right now. And the Rangers' offense has actually been better than the Rays recently. So I'll take the Rangers on the money line here. Okay, so we've got a bit of a dog play there uh, from Noah. What do you make of uh, Corey Kluber after that last start, Muna? Yeah, you're a little bit of fumes here to kind of close out the season here. Um, you know, Noah mentioned it. He didn't get out of the first inning against the Yankees. Uh, his last two starts were against actually the Yankees, but in Yankee Stadium in his last start, like Noah said there, he just got absolutely blowing up. Martin, per- Martin Perez is a guy that I want to trust. He- he's been solid all season. Six and three on uh, the road this year, like Noah mentioned there, 2.62 ERA. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts. I think what really stands out here is what Noah mentioned is a travel spot, right? Like Texas is probably already in Tampa uh, to take on uh, the Rays, and now Rays have to travel from Toronto all the way down back to Florida. So, um, and now you're going up against a left-handed pitcher, Martin Perez, arguably or not arguably, I think their best pitcher this season by far. I like to play on the Rangers here. Probably look at Rangers team total in this game as well to go over. Yeah, okay. The the play I got to this one was for, was four and over. Um, I watched that Kluber start last week. I think he gave up five consecutive singles in the first inning. Uh, in that game that was just over uh, inside 20 minutes, just non-competitive affair. Um, yeah, Kluber just seemed to be tight. There's a couple of pitches on this slate that I looked at and I just thought they were they were tiring. But there's another one we're going to come to um, in a little while. So, yeah, seven, I thought, was just a hair too low here. I think um, Tampa Bay is still fighting. They're going to, they're just 
busy wrapping up a win in Toronto, six to nothing as we speak. Uh, that game's in the ninth inning, so they're still imagine. fighting. If they can put up two or three runs tomorrow, I do think Texas could get to um, can get to Kluber and hopefully contribute to that total going over seven. I want to mention this too, by the way, with the Rays offense, we all know that like they don't really rely on that home run and Perez does not give up many at all. So um, that is something to look at here is he's going to, he's a pitcher that uh, likes to pitch to contact and the Rays want to, I mean, hit for contact, if that makes any sense to the, uh, to the listener. Um, so it kind of plays into them, but the travel spot's huge. I, I like Texas. Yeah, so um, Johnny Junt, a friend of the show, yesterday claimed that Tampa Bay were a circus act, <laughs> which I think is kind of what you're alluding to. That they they sort of want to cobble together runs rather than hit them over the fence. Um, no House Advantage is a new sponsor, yeah, um, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, no House Advantage changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in picking contests versus other people for a shot at winning over $250,000 in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props and earn points for correct picks. Um, you can climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and uh, win 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. You can bet on up to five player props um, or individual player matchups across all major sports. If you use the code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25, make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play and you won't want to miss out on this. Uh, promo Guy is the best place to go if you're interested in uh, plus EV betting strategies to make consistent betting uh, daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. Um, the bet tracker shows an average um, return on investment of 25%. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. The daily promo updates um, have been really informative lately. They don't just tell you and what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds. And that's absolutely crucial uh, to make your betting dollar go a little bit further. Um, if you go to promoguy.us, check out the 100% tracked, transparent, sound like Billy, and proven method for being smarter. Once again, with promoguy.us, you get consistency, and consistency gives you profit. And finally, Sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. I had a decent week in fantasy last weekend. Uh, all my leagues on the sleeper. Um, the over under game, which he introduced, is still flying along. It's the first sports contest game, um, which is integrated into your fantasy experience. So if you like a player prop, you can just click on that uh, little symbol that you get next to the player in your fantasy team, and you can take the player prop and win anything from two to 20 times the money that you put in. The thing to do here is uh, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 if you use the promo code SGP. That is sleeper.com slash SGP for your $100 match deposit. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We continue with E, 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians, officially Minnesota TBD. I think it's Chris Archer. Uh, going for the Twins. And Tristan McKenzie draws the start for Cleveland. 
Are there any lines on this one? I'm not seeing any lines on this boys at all, um, which will be because of the uh, TBD uh, situation with the Minnesota pitching. Uh, Chris Archer, I will go along and handicap because I think he is the guy to go. Two and eight, 4.56 ERA, 102 and two thirds and 84 strikeouts. Tristan McKenzie, 10 and 11 with a 3.05 ERA, 165 and one third with 159 strikeouts. Um, Archer's struggling. Archer's the second pitcher that I think is um, just, uh, they're just about to put him away, I think. Um, like we just talked about Corey Kluber being fatigued. I think Chris Archer, he hasn't gone long all season. We've mentioned this a lot. He never goes past five innings. You get four, four point one, four and two thirds out of him. Um, so yeah, he's, he has faced really tough opposition as well. He hasn't drawn an easy start for ages. Um, but yeah, that's just one of those things. Um, McKenzie, He's two and two with a two sixty four ERA in his last five. He's been great. He, the last time he faced uh, Minnesota was in his last start, where he pitched seven scoreless. Cleveland have continued to surprise me. Continued to be competitive. Um, I know they got shellacked a little bit by the White Sox this evening, but I kept a close eye on Cleveland and the. Nothing they do at the moment looks fluky at all. I think they're going to stay competitive. I think they could take advantage of Archer. This this would not surprise me if it was Archer's last start of the season, I'll be honest with you. Um, and Cleveland can help um, edge him out of the starting rotation by smashing him up tomorrow. Give me Cleveland on the run line, whatever price that is, Moonaf. Yeah, um, Tristan McKenzie did struggle early uh, on against the uh, Minnesota Twins, at least in his uh, at least two out of the three starts prior to the last one, um, where he allowed six earned runs and seven earned runs to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, but like you mentioned, his last start was absolutely brilliant. Seven shutout innings, he only gave up six hits, and he's been in good form uh, over his last five starts, where he is uh, two and two with a two point six four ERA. This is a big series for both teams, right? We're talking about the AL Central. Um, um, division battle here so this i think they're playing five games in three days if i'm not mistaken um so this is gonna be a big series i i, I lean with the guardians here in this first game uh with mckenzie on the mound uh if it is chris archer i just don't trust him enough uh to number one go like you mentioned you know four or five innings in this matchup um and you know against the guardians this season uh chris archer is 0-1 with a 4.50 ERA in two starts. So uh, let's go with the Guardians here uh, against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Noah? Yeah, so I, <clears throat> I see they play each other four times in the next three days uh, for the Twins and Guardians. These two pitchers in specific just faced each other on September 10th, where, like Munaf mentioned, McKenzie went seven innings. He gave up six hits without a run. Uh, five strikeouts, two walks. Archer got booted in the second inning after giving up two runs on a home run. So, um, I <clears throat> my feeling is pretty much the same as when we talked about like the divisional future stuff. I think the Twins are just kind of going to bow out of this AL Central race soon enough. I think it's going to be between the Card- Guardians and the White Sox. I have the Guardians win in this game, guys. 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Lucas Giolito is on the mound for the White Sox. Matt Manning gets the ball for Detroit. Prices are uh, minus 150 on the White Sox. Detroit are a home puppy at plus 135. Tortilla is set at 7.5. Moonaf, um, any love for a home dog here? 
Um, not sure. Uh, again, we just talked about how, or what just Noah said that this division is probably just going to come down to the White Sox and the uh, Guardians. And the White Sox picked up a huge victory in that makeup game against the Guardians earlier uh, this afternoon on Thursday. It does make me nervous that Lucas Giolito has struggled over his last five games where he is one in three with a 6.31 ERA. He's allowed 18 earned runs in 25 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, they've lost three out of his last five starts. Um, and against the Tigers this season, he has struggled where he has uh, nine earned runs. Sorry, yeah, nine earned runs in 17 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, Matt Manning, you know, we were talking about him. I think maybe last month, you know, Noah was on his strikeout props. Uh, I think this was probably a month ago. He he has also struggled against the White Sox in one start, but it's a very small sample of five innings, so four earned runs and ten hits. Uh, two and two over his last five starts with a 4.21 ERA. He's faced the Royals in back-to-back starts where he has given up, you know, at least two earned runs in both of those starts. Did struggle against the Mariners, seven earned runs. <sighs> And I, I think that the White Sox know that if they're going to be in contention for this division, you have to beat up against the lesser opponents in this division like the Tigers are. So I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go with the White Sox here um, reluctantly uh, to get this job done against the Tigers uh, in this year, or at least game one of this series. Um, I thought there was just enough in this to take the over. I had this down at seven earlier on. It's moved to seven and a half, which is a bit of a shame. Um but yeah, the White Sox are, are staying competitive. Um, I think they could do something similar uh, tomorrow than they did to uh, Cleveland today. Uh, Cleveland had to, was a spot start as the Gaddis went. Um, so I think that was a good spot for Chicago to take advantage. But uh, Matt Manning and Giolito, I think, can both contribute here. Seven was too low. Seven and a half hasn't helped, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll stick with it. And hopefully we can uh, we can see a few runs from either team and this will go over. Uh, quick lightning round. Does the NFL game tonight start? How many minutes does it start in? Two hours. Two hours from now? Yeah. Okay. Two hours, 20 minutes. All right, that's too long. You see, I thought it was one hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> I've just seen it. just saw an advert on the telly and it threw me off. Um, 7.20 Eastern first pitch is the Philadelphia I, Phillies. Hold on, Mel. You got distracted by the TV. Um, I'm going to side with you on the over as well here. Um, Matt Manning is a flat ball, fastball pitcher, and the White Sox love feasting on fastballs and prefer them to be up in the zone. Um, Lance Lynn against the Tigers in his career, the Tigers have actually had his number throughout his career. He's only 6-6 six and six with a 458 ERA. Uh, I, I like this one to go over. Oh, okay, sorry about that. No, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. I could have sworn we'd started that game with you. Um, <laughs> so, where we where we at? 7-20. Pitching matchup of the night here is the Philadelphia Phillies at the Atlanta Braves. Left-handed pitcher Ranger Suarez will go for the Phillies. And Max Freed uh, will be on the hill for the Braves. The Phillies are plus 155. The Braves are minus 170. And the total is at 7.5. And, and we'll come back to you, Noah, to lead us off. Yeah, so <clears throat> this one, this one's going to be fun. Atlanta, they're coming off an off day, and Philly, they are on a seven and one stretch in their last eight games, and they come to ATL from MIA. Uh, Philly Ranger Suarez, he's nine and five on the year, three sixty two ERA, one hundred and fourteen strikeouts, fifty walks, and one hundred thirty four point one innings pitched. He has a five forty six ERA in his last four games, and uh, they're all against some 
not a mediocre or bad offenses. Washington, San Francisco, Arizona, and Cincinnati. And then you look at Atlanta's starting pitcher is Max Fried, their ace. He's 13 and 6 on the year, 250 ERA, 155 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 169.1 innings pitched. You look at this guy throughout the second half of the season, and he has been a top five pitcher in the MLB. Seven straight starts of giving up two runs or less. Yes, the Braves strike out a lot to the left-handed pitching, but they also own the third best OPS against LHPs. That's a 793 OPS, and the Braves bullpen is a full ERA point better than the Phils. I like Atlanta minus one and a half and take their team total as well. Okay, so strong lean to the Braves uh, from Noah Munaf. You joining him? Yeah, you take a look at the left-handed um, uh, hitting numbers for the Atlanta Braves against left-handed pitching. Number three in WRC plus over the uh, course of the season. Filter that down to the last two weeks. Um, they are, let's see, uh, number number seventeen. So has dipped over over at least over the last two weeks compared to the season long here. But I think this spot where Atlanta. I think I agree with uh, what uh, everything Noah just said there. I think that you probably want to take a look at Atlanta's um, team total in this game. Also, lean uh, and actually will be betting the Atlanta uh, Atlanta Braves in this game. Mostly Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Braves in this game against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. I've got a team total of four and a half. I like that over. It's actually plus money right now too. If you can get it, there. yeah. Okay, interesting. I think. Um... For me, it was enough to to trust both pitches here. Ranger Suarez um, has been great, and the Phillies are going along quite nicely. Um, I think the Braves are kind of due a, a bit of a bounce back. They've been scuffling along um, between themselves and the Mets. They just keep handing that division backwards and forwards to each other. Totally, I was set at seven and a half. Um, I do like Atlanta a little bit more. I've got a decision to make whether to play Suarez tomorrow in that game against Captain Insano. The only thing it's going to cost me, I think, is strikeouts. And I can afford to give away one category because I've got the lead in eight of them. Um, so, and I don't want Suarez to get blown up and Atlanta could do that. So I've got, I think um, I might sit Suarez tomorrow um, and play a little bit safe. But apart from that, I do trust him um, as counterintuitive as that sounds. So I was leaning towards the under here um, at seven and a half. Next up, 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros, where Adrian Martinez will go for Oakland. And JV is on the mound for Houston. The lines are uh, Oakland plus 300. Uh, Verlander and the Astros are minus 345. Totally is set at 7.5. Uh, Martinez, 4-4 four four on the season. A 5.59 ERA. 38 and two-thirds pitched with 31 strikeouts. Justin Verlander is 16 and three on the season. He has a 184 ERA. Um, this is Martinez's fourth start back in the rotation. Um, he got smashed last time, but actually his two starts before that um, were decent. So I think the the last the last start he had. Um, kind of clouds his figures a little bit. I think it would be easy just to put this into auto-fade uh, for Oakland. And I'm not sure that's really the case. Um, Volander, you know exactly what you get from him. Um, it was the White Sox who smashed uh, Martinez up last time, by the way. I was just trying to remember that. Um, we know exactly what we're going to get out of Volander. I know it's rule number one of uh, Noah's betting philosophy. Um, because of the, that last start of Martinez, I think the number could be inflated here. Not expecting Oakland to score many, if any, runs. 
at all. Um, and I think Martinez can hold it. I'd, I'd rather take the form of his two decent starts rather than the last one, which was horrible. So I'm going to take another under. I've got unders all over my card tonight. Um, and I'm going to take another under here at seven and a half, Muna. Yeah, I mean, Verlander has just been lights out at, I mean, all throughout the season. But at home, at Minimate Park, 8-1 and one with a 1.90 ERA. Two starts this season against the Oakland A's, 13 innings pitch. He's only allowed three earned runs to the A's in those two starts. Um, and I kind of want to see what the final scores have been in those games, like you mentioned about the under in these uh, uh, in in this game here, Malcolm. So back on June first, that final was five to four, um, and then the other game, let's see, uh, July sixteenth, that ended up in a five nothing victory for the Astros. So. Um, I think that maybe if you want to play an under, but you're right. I think that Oakland A's probably won't be able to score very many runs. Maybe take a look at their first five innings, team total under or full game under. Yeah, that, that five nothing win, that was the kind of thing I was thinking uh, might be the outcome tomorrow. Uh, Noah, we've just talked about your JV uh, philosophy. So how do you how do you dress this up tomorrow and, and come to a pick? Yeah, we, we <laughs> I mean, uh, all season long, I really haven't fade faded Verlander in one game because um, I always joke around and say that's like my number one betting commandment you know also on that commandments tablet is you just you're cautious backing a guy off the IL and especially with Verlander coming off of Tommy John they're gonna want to get this guy into the postseason they're not gonna mess around against the athletics I think he gets five innings and he's done I think they go into that bullpen and the athletics might be able to scratch across a couple of runs there I like uh I'm not as confident in the under. It's hard for me to find a play in this game. If I'm going to force giving out a play, I I gave out that team total on the, on the Braves. And I normally don't go fishing for team totals, but just thought, Hey, what the heck they put up three runs on Verlander in one of those games in June, the total for the athletics full game is two and a half. Uh, I think they can scratch across a couple in the bullpen. If not get one or two off of Verlander as well, coming off the IL. I, I think that's my favorite play in this game. Okay, a little bit contrarian there from Noah. Enjoy that. It's Aniston. First pitch, the New York Yankees at the Milwaukee Brewers. Frankie Montas is going for the Yanks and Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. The Brewers are home puppy plus 115. The Yankees minus 125. Totally set at eight, Moonaf. This is a tricky one, I reckon, Moonaf. Yeah, Frankie Montas has really struggled since he got traded to the New York Yankees. Um, over his last five games, one and three with a 5.08 ERA on the road, three and four with a 5.20 ERA. His last two starts were against the Tampa Bay Rays, where he split uh, both of those games. Yankees won one and lost one. Um, but I'm just not very confident in a uh, sorry in uh, Frankie Montas uh, since the since the trade to the Yankees. His overall numbers: he's one and three with a 5.94 ERA. I guess we can compare that to him changing ballparks, right? We Oakland A's, I think I've said this before on the pod, is that in Oakland, a lot of foul territory, uh, uh, you know, pitcher's ballpark, we can say. Now you go to Yankee Stadium where it's a hitter-friendly ballpark, um, and, and he struggled, right, um, as well as on the road. Adrian Hauser, 6-9 and nine on the season with a 4.61 ERA. Last five games, he is 2-1, and one, but he has an ERA of 5.09. Um, at home is where he has definitely been better, where he's three and four with a 3.21 ERA. But now you have an offense like the Yankees come into town where it seems like they've turned it around. It hasn't been Aaron Judge um, just trying to produce the runs by himself. It's it's finally been a collective team effort. 
Um, and, you know, there obviously there has been flashes of Aaron Judge hitting balls over the fence for them. But I, I think this is a little tricky for me. Um, I, I kind of want to attack the total in this game at eight. I think that number is a little conservative here. Uh, I think the Yankees can, you know, get to Hauser. I think that the Brewers can get a couple off of uh, Montas as well. Um, looking at WRC plus numbers here um, against right-handed pitching. Uh, Yankees are, let's see, over the last two weeks. Um, give me a second here. It's loading. Um, yeah, Yankees are number five in the entire league against right-handed pitching at 126. And the Milwaukee Brewers do struggle a little bit. They're at number 22. But I think this number is a little conservative for me. I'm going to go over eight in this game. So Munaf takes the over. Noah, what you got? So I'm not afraid to take the over. I think I like Milwaukee on the money line a little bit better, though. They're 5-2. and two. They're, I, I guess, in a little bit of a hot streak right now. They took advantage of a, of a series against Cincinnati. But they also pounced all over Jordan Montgomery and St. Louis, putting up eight runs in that game. It really surprised me because I, I loved that Cardinals money line play that day. Um I think we could get one of those sporadic offensive outbursts by Milwaukee in this game as well against Montas, who struggles on the road. This Yankees team in general struggles on the road, only a 37 and 34 record compared to a 50 and 22 record at home. And this Milwaukee Brewers record at home is great at 39 and 27 compared to their losing record on the road at 37 and 40. I feel like this is a nice spot for the Brewers to go up against a guy that we're just not really confident can go out there and pitch consistently well for a team that really needs them right now. Yeah, hundred percent agree with everything you said there, Noah. Um, I'm going to take the Brewers as well at plus one ten. This for me, so sorry, plus one fifteen. Um, this for me just came down to I could have taken either side, so it was the prices that convinced me. I wanted to find the better price. Um, sometimes it comes down to the value. Um, and at that plus price, uh, home dog against a pitcher who has been struggling, um, I'm perfectly happy to take a plus 115 price here on the uh, on the Brewers. 8.15 Eastern first pitch. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds at the St. Louis Cardinals. Cincy are officially TBT. I've got Justin Dunn. Uh, going I have him for- too. Okay, so that's good enough for me. And Jack Flaherty will go for St. Louis. Uh, the books must be happy it's Justin Dunn as well because we do have some lines. The Reds plus 237, the cards minus 265. Total set at eight, Noah. Yeah, I'm double-checking uh, the book right now to see if – yeah, I mean, it's still Justin Dunn. He was confirmed on MLB.com, and now they pulled his name, which is usually a telltale sign that he's not going to pitch tomorrow, which is really weird. But uh, we'll go with Dunn against Flaherty. Um, but honestly, there wasn't really much to pull from either guy's resume so far this year, uh, both small sample sizes. But let's get into some trends. The Reds, they're on a six-game losing streak. They're 5-11 and 11 in their last 16 games. And the St. Louis Cardinals, they couldn't be more on the other side. They're 15-5 and five in their last 20 home games. They're 12-5 and five straight up in their last 17. Cincinnati, uh, with questionable Justin Dunn, he's 1-3 on the year with a 6-10 ERA, 21 strikeouts, 17 walks, 31 innings pitched, and only seven short starts. He doesn't go very deep into his games. Uh, Jack Flaherty, he's 0-1 with a 360 ERA in two starts, and they were both against the Nationals and the Buccos with six strikeouts, five walks, and 10 innings pitched. Honestly, I have not been impressed 
with Flaherty off of the IL against both teams that he faced were bad offenses, and he's had a walk in every other inning. Um, so that really makes me nervous with Flaherty's return here. I'm not going to put my money on this game, uh, especially not knowing if Dunn is going, but I, I'm not going to put money on Flaherty until I see this uh, the old Flaherty. And I think the Cards offense, if you really want to play this one, I think the Cards offense and their arm burn is good enough to have Jack's back. But uh, I guess my pick is the run line here against a bad Reds team, but I'm just nervous about the play. I don't really like it. Yeah, I think it has to be. That sometimes you just get the old ball and run lines. You normally get one a show, and this to me was one. Although this could be, I mean, the over stands out. This could be, you look at it like a nine to four game, something like that, um, where Cincinnati do suck. But I do quite like Justin Dunn, although um, he just. He doesn't go very deep into the game, so you're having to put a lot of stock uh, in the Cincinnati Reds. And the Cincinnati Reds just really suck uh, incredibly hard at the moment. So I think regardless of what happens, I think St. Louis can score twice as many runs uh, as the Reds, whether it is something like 8-4 to four or 6-3. to three. They're going to be too good for them over the course of the nine innings, and we'll get that done at minus 125, Munaf. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have much for this game either. Um Flaherty right now, so I think still kind of trying to find his way back from since returning from the IL. Um, did struggle against the Pirates, but fortunately the bats did show up for uh, Jack Flaherty in that game where they got the victory seven to five or the Pirates. Um, you know, like Noah mentioned, walks has been an issue for him so far since he's returned. Uh, only twelve strikeouts of fourteen walks so far this season. Um, yeah, I, I think that one way I would probably look at it is what you guys said, probably take a Cardinals team total in this game. But other than that, I probably won't have money on this game. I just want to see uh, how Jack Flurry does as he gets more starts under his belt. Yeah. 9.38 Eastern first pitch, the Seattle Mariners, the LA Angels, lefty Robbie Ray will go for Seattle. And Michael Lorenzen is on the hill for the Angels. Seattle minus 155. Home puppy, the Angels, plus 140. Totally here is set at eight. Uh, Robbie Ray, 12-9, and 9, 3.56 ERA, 166 and two-thirds pitched with 189 punches. Uh, Lorenzen is 6-6 six and six with a 4.70 ERA, has pitched 76 and two-thirds with 57 strikeouts. Uh, Robbie Ray is rolling really nicely, 4-1 and one in his last five um, with a 2.05 ERA, even though his last start was his worst in that spell. He gave up four earned runs against Atlanta. Um, this is Michael Lorenzen's second start back uh, from the IL. Lorenzen was someone we were relatively high on. I say we. I was relatively high on early on in the season. I had a bit of a mixed bag. Was thrown in some good starts with a couple of stinkers. Um, he only gave up one earned run in five and two-thirds against Houston in that first start back. So it was a decent first ever. I think he's going to be okay. I think he'll have a good September. We could get four or five nice starts out of Michael Lorenzen. Um of those last four games that Robbie Ray uh, was pitching in, the games have all gone under uh, the total. I had eight and a half here earlier on, which I absolutely fell in love with. Um, that total is now back to eight, um, but I'm still okay. It's another under on my board today. Uh, this was lockworthy for me. Um, I think both pitchers can go really well. Um, the LA offense um, still kind of scuffling along. Um, so, yeah, give me the under eight here, Munaf. Yeah, Michael Lorenzen surprisingly had a great start against the Astros um, in his return. Five and two-thirds, like you mentioned, one earned run there. Did have four walks. Um, 
I don't think we can pull a lot from his previous charts because he did miss about two plus months there for uh, the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I'm sorry for the uh, LA Angels, but the one thing that sticks out to me about Robbie Ray uh, this season, he's already faced them three times. Uh, he is uh, 2-0 and with a 1.80 ERA. He's gone at least six innings in each of those three starts, and he's had exactly 10 strikeouts in each of those three starts against this uh, Angels team. So if that number comes out um, for strikeout props, probably 7.5, Probably, I, I would still take a look at the over. He's just been so good against Angels teams this season. Uh, and just looking at the WRC plus numbers for the Angels against left-handed pitching, they are number seven over the last two weeks. And I think that's probably has a lot to do with the return of you know Mike Trout and David Fletcher, and obviously having Otani in the lineup as well. So um, I kind of do agree about your underplay in this game, uh, Malcolm. But um, I would probably be targeting the strikeout props for uh, Robbie Ray in this game. Yeah, the Angels strike out a hell of a lot as well. Uh, Lewis Rangifo has been hitting uh, for the Angels. Might be a little DFS play uh, if you're playing that. Um, Noah, Seattle at the Angels. This is one of those classic one-and-a-half unit plays that I love. Robbie Ray, this year, I mean, this besides his few years at the D-backs, this year has been the only year that he's faced the Mariners. And on his resume, even counting the 2015 start against the uh Seattle Mayor or against the Los Angeles Angels, if you want to count that one. He has a career ERA of 133 against these Angels. And like Munaf said, he's got 10 strikeouts in all three of his starts against them this year. Uh, strikeout props here, uh, Mariners uh, comfortably over the Angels. I won't go run line because I don't know how the Mariners offense will perform, um, but I know that Ray's going to go out there and shove. It's just, it's there. <laughs> um the TV's just showing that Cleveland Browns 94-yard field goal that broke both my heart and my bank yeah. balance on Sunday night, which is why I'm shaking my head um, your at the TV. Balance. Yeah, it broke my bank balance. It's oh, exactly what it did. balance. I heard no, back. I was like, no, no. no it very, all over very much <laughs> broke my bankroll on Sunday. I not mention sure that, like you're one of those guys that just collapses after one of your plays lose and just land. Uh, those, I think those three Danish kids collapsed after that went <laughs> over as well. Uh, 9.40 Eastern. We've got two games left. I promise we're going to get the end soon. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch is the San Diego Padres at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two lefties go here. It's Blake Snell for the Padres, and it is Madison Bumgarner for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The uh, Padres minus 170. D-backs are plus 155. Totally ever set at 8.5, Munaf. Thanks, Nell. It's going to get the start here for the San Diego Padres. Uh, so far this season, um, Blake Snell 6-9 with a 4.02 ERA. Been pretty good, actually, against the Diamondbacks. Um he is, despite being 0-1, he has a 1.50 ERA. It was only one start this season, uh, six innings, um, f- allowed four hits, one earned run, and 10 strikeouts. But if I kind of filter this down um, for Blake Snell, since he was a member of the uh, San Diego Padres, his numbers are, give me one second here, 2-1 uh, and one with a .91 ERA. And those are five starts against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I think one thing that also sticks out to me about uh, Blake Snell is also strikeouts here for him. Uh, in those five starts since last season, he's had at least eight strikeouts in four of those five starts, including three starts where he had 10 and ten or more. And like I mentioned earlier this month, uh, September 5th, he did have a start against the Arizona Diamondbacks where he did take an L, 
but he did have, like I mentioned, have 10 strikeouts in that game. Madison Bumgarner has been the complete opposite. He has been absolutely struggling for this um, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks team. 6-14 and 14 on the season, 4.88 ERA. Um, last five games, he's 0-3 with an 8.42 ERA against the Padres this season in four starts. 0-3 with a 5.29 ERA, allowed 10 earned runs and 17 innings pitched. So um, I am going to go with the Padres here. I'll probably look at their first five run line, uh, just fading uh, Madison Bumgarner here. Just has not been very good, like I mentioned, against the Padres. And it's kind of want to go back and look at what the final scores in those games have been in those uh, four starts for him. Uh, back on April 7th, the Padres won that – sorry, the Diamondbacks won the game 4-2. to um, the Diamondbacks scored four in the bottom of the ninth inning to break the hard stare. That was the Seth the, Beer walk-off. Yeah, and then the other game, the Padres won 10-4 to four, uh, in the start. And then his last two starts, the um, Padres won, let's see here, 4 nothing. And then the last start on July 15th, they won that game. Uh, five to three. So they've covered their run line in three out of his four starts. So I would go Blake Snell strikeouts in this game, as well as a run line minus one and a half for the uh, Padres, which currently sits at minus 110 as well. Possibly look at Padres team total. So maybe a stack if you want to for your same game parlay player. Nice. Uh, we love a stack. Noah, what have you got? So my play, I, I love that Snell strikeout prop because just two starts ago, he faced this D backs team and put up 10. And Bumgarner actually at home against the Padres has fared well. He has eight innings this season against them, only given up one total run. Um, <clears throat> the way I lean, because the Padres offense has, uh, it's either scoring a ton of runs in binge or not many at all. And honestly, the last 10 games, the ton of runs were in Coors Field against Colorado uh, last Eight games not in Colorado, five zero zero three one five five five. So I guess in their most recent series against the Angels, that offense hasn't really been clicking. Um, and Bumgarner, like I mentioned, fares well at home against this Padres team. I like the Snell strikeouts, and I like the under for the game. Um, I am um, kind of siding with uh, Bumgarner here and the Diamondbacks and then as the more Moon I've handicapped this game he's kind of talking me out of it a little bit um, and then actually you know, you've kind of just redressed the balance and uh, <laughs> let me think that I do have a little bit of a chance here I had the D-backs written down here at plus 135 that's uh now out to plus 155. I do think uh, Bumgarner can go well in this position. Really, this was a fade of the Padres for the reasons Noah just pointed out. I just don't trust them. Uh, that offense is a little bit manky at the moment. And yeah, the four and six over the last 10. Uh, Arizona do have a winning record at home as well, 38 and 36 at home. So a plus 155 for a team that are over 500 at home uh, against a dodgy offense. Um, I will take the D-backs as a duck. Uh, finally, the 10-15 Eastern first pitch game. The LA Dodgers against the San Francisco Giants. Dustin May for the Dodgers and Logan Webb for the Giants. Oh, minus 165 are the Dodgers. The Giants are plus 150. Total set at 7.5. Uh, Noah lead us off with this last game. Yeah. Uh, 
This one's going to be a good one. Uh, I think I said that for another game, too. Might have been Philly-Atlanta. But uh, the Dodgers taking on the Giants. They're actually 10-1 and in their last 11 games against the Giants. They just own everybody in their division. There's that stat trend for the Padres and the Diamondbacks as well. Uh, the Giants, they have some positive momentum momentum lately as they're four and one in the last five with a series win over the atlanta braves um dustin may gets the start here for the dodgers he's one and two with a 471 era 21 strikeouts 11 walks and 21 innings pitched in four games this season those four games were two against the padres and two against the marlins um and then you got logan webb who for the giants has been their most consistent pitcher outside of uh What's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? The big lefty. Um, Carlos Rodon. Rodon. 13 and 8 this year for Webb. 319 ERA, 149 strikeouts, 46 walks, and 178 innings pitched. Logan Webb has a 274 ERA, but ironically, uh, or has a home ERA of 274, but ironically, that's where his worst start against the Dodgers came this season was in AT&T Park or Oracle Park or, uh, yeah, Candlestick, whatever they want to call it. It's uh, Oracle right now, but other two starts Webb had against the Dodgers was a combined 225 ERA. He's been in great recent form with his last, uh, in his last starts, he's had uh, six strikeouts in his last three starts with a 186 ERA. I think this is an amazing spot for the Giants to pull off an upset as a dog uh, for my favorite bet of this game. Munaf. It kind of makes me nervous that Logan Webb has an 0-2 record at home against his Dodgers team with a 7.36 ERA, and that dates back to the 2020 season. So one start each over the last three seasons, including this season where on August 1st, five innings pitch he gave up six earned runs to the uh dodgers now the question we talked about this earlier is what is the really the motivation for the dodgers since they've clinched the division um they will have the best record in the national league they'll get that number one spot in a buy in that first but i think you'll still see the everyday guys still out there you know maybe you'll see guys getting dave roberts scheduling guys off you know having a day off here and there but I don't know. I just don't trust either one of these starters. You know, Dustin May has been a little erratic as well. Uh, he's been giving up the walks over his last two starts, which was against the Padres. Eight combined walks. Uh, one start, he had five. The other, he had three. Um, he gives up the long bomb as well. He gave up three home runs to the Padres over his last two starts as well. Um, so I think that, again, depending on which way the wind is going to be going in this game, something I'm going to be looking out for. Probably looking look at, at an over in this game. Seven and a half seems a little conservative here for me. So um, I think that's my favorite play here uh, as far as this game goes. Uh, for me, I handicapped this really simply. It was a Dodgers run line. I wanted to take the Dodgers um, with me over Webb. A slight, press, slight preference for me over Webb in this situation. And if you're going to take the Dodgers, you then have to take them on the run line. It's kind of uh, baseball betting 101 this season you have to upgrade them uh, to the run line so you get the plus price as well um, on the Dodgers so yeah give me LA at plus 110 uh, to cover the spread in that one um, and they are all 15 games handicapped people um, we'll get to our lock and dog in a moment I'll briefly tell you about run your pool um, run your pool uh, VIP is a brand new subscription service from run your pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Um, entry to the week one and week two pools, crucially, which are still live, uh, guaranteed $5,000 in payouts 
as well as season-long pools with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. Um, exclusive data as well and premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. Use the code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run, Run Your Pool VIP. Uh, that is the code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. And Odds Trader, um, Odds Trader will do loads of things for you, is what they'll do. Compare odds from all major sports books, compare different sign-up codes and promo codes. Um, and then once you've got all that done, um, it'll give you things like um, play-by-play updates, live scores, player stats, key game stats, game day weather, injuries, and the all-important bet tracker as well, which is a great feature. Uh, Oddstrader.com slash BlueWire uh, is the number one site for all of your game day bets, locks, and dogs then, kids. Uh, and we will start with Mr. Noah Benick. What do you have for us? So I'm going to have a big card tomorrow, but honestly, I have I have two one and a half unit plays on the money line that are above minus 150. And actually the rest of them are plus money bets. So I think my lock for the podcast, at least until these K props, I like Robbie Ray and Blake Snell for the day. Those are going to be minus money and probably my lock on the lock dog graphic tomorrow. But for today's podcast, let's do the Atlanta Braves minus one and a half plus 135 as my lock. Um, th- they have the better bullpen in this game, which is a full ERA point better than the Phillies. They have the better starter in Max Freed, who's been one of the best pitchers in the second half of the season, going up against Ranger Suarez, who's a lefty, and they have the third best OPS against left-handed pitching in the MLB at 793. So I love the Braves in this game. I like the team total, which was plus 105. I'm also going to be on that as well, but that's not going to be my dog. My dog just a money line outright play is going to be Texas against the Tampa Bay Rays. I think this is a nice travel spot that they catch to uh, Tampa in Texas got here early. They have a day off in Tampa Bay uh, and Tampa Bay is traveling from Toronto. Martin Perez is on the mound against Corey Kluber. And we've talked about Kluber, maybe just, mailing it in or just being fatigued here at the end of the season. He's just not been in great form. I trust Perez way more than Kluber to get this W um, and look for the Rangers scratch out out a couple of runs and win this one in a close low-scoring game. So take it away, guys. Yeah, you've, um, you made a great case for Texas there, Noah. I've got a feeling that Moon seriously considered that for his dog as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's not much else I like. I mean, the, I do the right, the, like the Red Sox on their run line, but it's it's it's. I'm pretty sure that's going to shift to at least a minus 105 price by the time um, the game comes around, probably higher. But um, if you yeah. want the Rangers, I can switch. I can go to the Pirates. I loved Mitch Keller in his history against. <laughs> Malcolm's waving his hand. Uh, <laughs> Don't just no, jump I'll, in, give Noah your dog by stealing mine. That's not how it works. I'll, I'll double. I'll yeah. go double. Uh, uh, double underdog here with uh, um, with Noah plus one twenty five on the Texas Rangers for everything that Noah just mentioned. There, I'm not going to prolong it even more. Uh, for my lock, I'm going to go with that Yankees and Brewers over eight. I think that number is a little conservative here. Um, I, I think that both uh, offenses offenses can get to the other pitcher. Um, you know, Yankees offense, the others are starting to contribute. 
And I think that the Milwaukee Brewers can get a few off of Frankie Montas and his struggle since he's been traded to the Yankees. So I'm sure that number is probably going to close at eight and a half. So if he gets his pot early, go ahead and lock in that over eight. I still like that eight and a half, but that's going to be my lock. Yankees, Brewers over eight. And then my dog, uh, I'm going to go with Noah as well. Texas Rangers plus 125. I'll make my dog the Brewers. That was another <laughs> one of the underdogs that I liked on this. Uh, Craig Council in September really shows his excellence. I think this is going to be a playoff team at the end of the at the end of the month. Um, expect them to not throw to judge. He will not beat them in this series. And that bullpen is bouncing back after what kind of disaster month uh, August was. So this is one of the most trusted bullpens and most trusted managers. I like them to get a win in game one against the Yankees. Yeah. also did like the over in the rock. The Rockies Cubs game tomorrow. Um, the first game that we talked about, just we're just waiting for that wind direction. And if it is blowing out, I think that we'll probably see 10 plus runs easy. So, again, check the graphic tomorrow, like Noah said. Big card. <laughs> Big card. Uh, so, my lock is a total. I've lost half a run off it since I handicapped it this uh, afternoon, uh, which is slightly disappointing because I did absolutely love I've written the word love next to it. Um, and it was the under eight and a half in the Seattle at LA Angels game. Uh, Robbie Ray's been bowling along great, and I do put a lot of faith in Michael Lorenzen as well. Um, so, although Seattle, I do think Seattle will um, come out on top in this game, um, I'm expecting it to be relatively low scoring if Lorenzen uh, can hold it together. So, I'll take the under eight and a half. If you can find it somewhere, I have to take an eight. And um, as we revealed earlier on with me waving my hands around, um, my dog's going to be Pittsburgh, plus 230. It's just a giant price. Um, Mitch Keller's been a decent recent form. Um, and the Mets, you can't say the same about. So, um, yeah, it's been upset after upset. And in the recent game where these two pitchers faced each other, Pittsburgh came out on top. I think it was eight to two. In that game, getting a huge price. So give me Pittsburgh round about plus 237, I think it was. Uh, so I'll take a very live dog there. And that is that. Um, that was a bit of an epic first show. It's always the same when there's three of us on in a, in a full card. We struggle to get it down into anything less than uh, 75 minutes. And I did bore you with a bit of Vegas chat at the top. And show. it was episode 200. So it was and it was episode it. 200, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks, uh everyone for listening thanks for putting up with us for 200 episodes and like moonaf says we'll uh, celebrate when we get to a thousand um noah thank you very much for listening what's your uh what's your pick in the nfl tonight uh i, I really do not feel confident in that one but i'll go with the chiefs minus four and a half just uh, honestly it's tough to fade my homes so. uh, moonaf you gave me some right bum information on the nfl last week but uh have you got something to make up for it what did i give you you gave me um, oh, what's his name? The wide receiver for the Rams who never touched the ball. Oh, um, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, oh, no. that there's another one, and I think you gave me Rashad. <laughs> you gave me Rashad I gave, Penny. I gave Penny. Penny looked good in the first half. I don't know what the hell happened in the second. Yeah, half. he was. That was if he'd have cashed out, they would have just get that bet was ninety percent over the finish line at yeah. halftime. And yeah, then he just didn't do anything. So, yeah, you've got some making up to do. So, yeah. what have you got? I got, I'm going Chargers tonight. I think everybody is on the Chiefs here tonight. Um, surprised, I think, Mah oh, not Mahomes. Uh, Herbert is undefeated against the Chiefs. So, uh, I think the books are definitely going to need the the Chargers tonight. If you find that plus four and a half, I, I am taking the Chargers here tonight. I'm, I'm total square when it comes to NFL. I'll give you a college pick, uh, Malcolm, if you're willing to play a college. 
Don't. I watched I watched a lot of college last Saturday. I don't have a clue what was going on at any he's point. Willing, he's willing to bet on a pissing contest if you give it to him. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's Central Florida, uh, minus the points against Florida Atlantic. UCF, if you see it like that as well. All of the Go TCU Gators. guys. No. I'm a Gator guy, oh. but they're the Golden Knights. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all of the TCU times. guys locked it. I love it as well. Central Florida just kind of pissed all over themselves in the second half and lost that game against Louisville. I think they bounced back against a weaker opponent. So Malcolm, Malcolm, you're the football expert over there in Vegas. Anything you like? Um, well, I've got the unders tonight. I'm, good. I'm riding that Thursday night under trend, which I think is quite a strong trend. Um, and I parlayed up with the Chicago White Sox who won earlier on. I had a $100 ticket on Stanford last Saturday and lost oh. it. I couldn't have gone. Like, didn't lose, like, as in won the bet, lost the ticket uh, when I woke up on Sunday morning. So that was a bit of a kick in the pants. Yeah, uh, Chuck had turned me onto that one, Sean's brother. So, um, right. And also, I'd really like to go to bed. So we're going to stop this here. Uh, we're going to thank everyone for listening. Get over to the Sports Gambling Podcast um, for all your information. Enjoy the game. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, everybody else. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.